Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Public debate has arisen surrounding the legal age of the right to vote in Ireland following the publication of a report from Children's Rights Alliance. Voice Rights Action is a research report published by the group with the research from UCD School of Education as well as research from children between the age of 12 and 17. I assume they asked them. Uh, The report recommended that children should receive mandatory education on their rights and that all schools should protect and respect the rights of children regardless of their ethos. We're going back to that again. And that the voting age be lowered to 16. Now, this report is a timely message to those of us in the community and the voluntary sector, as well as those in government, according to Tanya Ward, who's the Chief Executive of Children's Rights Alliance. Now is time to give children and young people a true voice in our political system and lower the voting age to 16. Now, I'm going to be speaking to Julia Hearn from the Children's Rights Alliance a little bit later on in the show. But before I do that, I want to focus on lowering the voting age. Angelica Foley, uh, an 18-year-old activist with Fridays for Freedom, uh, said that the new voting age will be a precedent across Europe soon. And she acknowledged arguments that children at 16 may be impressionable and may not make well-informed voting decisions, but suggested that the education uh, people at uh, at that age get in secondary schools could make them informed and more informed than some adults. So I want to know what you think. I want to know, do you believe that 16-year-olds are capable of voting? Do you believe they have the intelligence to vote? Do you believe they have the maturity to vote? Um, Yes, Scotland reduced the voting age to 16, of course, during the last referendum. I think that was basically just to get more people to vote. Didn't work out too well for them. But anyway, um, do you believe, by the way, that children should have a right to vote in presidential elections? Referendums. Um, The argument is that it's their future, not ours. But then again, we, with the other argument is, well, we have a duty to them as adults, so to speak, uh, because they're not adults until they're 18, technically, that we have a duty to them to make the right decisions that affect their futures. So which way around does it really work? Um, should a child, now let's be clear, we're talking about a child of 16 years of age be allowed to vote. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Send us a little, let's do a little kind of online poll on this one, all right? Yes, just text yes or no. Should they be allowed to vote at 16 years of age? In all things, elections, everything. Uh, let me know what you think, all right? Uh, do it now. Now, before I do that, let me just go to Alex Rowley, who is an 18-year-old, and a very competent 18-year-old. He did his internship here in Ireland's Classic Hits, so I got to speak to him quite a lot. And an intelligent young man, so intelligent, he's going to actually agree with me today that they shouldn't be allowed to vote. How are you, Niall? Thanks for having me back <laughs> You're welcome, Alex. I'm assuming you don't agree with me. Yeah, well, look, I saw the argument come up there today and my initial reaction was to agree with you. But um, having said that, when I was 16, I remember I was quite adamant that I would love to have the voting age um, lowered to 16. So I suppose it's probably not fair of me to change my mind now that it doesn't affect me. Look, I think this argument, whatever, the, you know, if the referendum ever came about where the voting age is lowered, it's a, it's a positive step to uh, encourage younger people to be more politically aware, to be more aware of the news and to be more aware of, you know, what what goes on in the doll chamber and but you're uh, thinking, across the you're, but, you're, but you're thinking as Alex Rowley. Alex Rowley has uh, an interest in the news. He's an interest in the media. He's an interest in what's going on around them. The average 16-year-old, for example, doesn't have that same interest. Their main interest is what time will I get home at so I can play Grand Theft Auto again? Is that not really what the average 16-year-old is thinking? 
Yeah, look, that that may be the interest for most people. But then again, I mean, in my CFC class back when I was in the junior start, there was a lot of political arguments that went on um, among the many 15, 16-year-olds that were in the class then. So I think there is an interest there among 16-year-olds. It's just a case of improving education among uh, politics, etc. I mean, since I spoke with you last now, they've stopped examining CSP, which I think is a bit of a backwards move, to be honest, because that subject is imperative in you know teaching people how to argue properly and to be politically aware and of political etiquette in this country. And it educated a lot of younger people who I knew who didn't even know who the Taoiseach was, you know, so they were able to learn the basics of politics in Ireland and across the European but it, but it's as not, well. But it's not just politics, it's morals and it's the way we should move forward as a society. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's great theories in relation to why history repeats itself and history does repeat itself on a regular basis. You go from being, uh, you know, the world goes from being right wing to left wing to right wing to left wing, it goes back and forward. And the reason that happens is because your average 16 to 25 year old possibly has very left leaning views because they're very impressionable. Um, whereas as they get older, have their own family, have their own children, get married, get a mortgage, have responsibilities, their views tend to become more conservative. And that's just the way the world works. People, yeah. That's just the way people become. And then hence they push then when they get an opportunity to vote in a referendum to go back again. So that's why history tends to repeat itself back and forward constantly all the time. If we're allowed to 16-year-olds to vote, that's another 180,000 votes swinging probably to the left. Yeah, I mean, that's it's definitely a big possibility and which is why I think that the you know education is key here to teach you know, to teach people both sides of an argument. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, there are certain political par- uh, parties that will swing quite populist when it comes to, you know, impress- being impressionable towards young people. And I think that's just all part of, you know, the way the way it'll go. I mean, an 18-year-old could possibly vote similar to a 16-year-old. There's, I, I think I said when I was on air with you back uh, in 2020, there's a lot of 16-year-olds I knew I wouldn't trust to go into the polling booth. And I'm now thinking of the exact same people now, and they're 18, 19 now, and I still don't trust them to go into a polling booth. Yeah, the so few I 16-year-olds I know, they wouldn't find their way to the polling booth. They don't mind going <laughs> into it in the first place. But, but, but in saying that, don't get me wrong, there are you know, 13, 14-year-olds that I wouldn't trust to vote either. Uh, yeah. you know, but, but the argument is they're over 18, so they have that right. I mean, how far do we extend that right? In 10 years, we'll be looking for 15-year-olds to vote. I just don't believe that a child, and it is a child, let's be clear about it, you know, should have the right to vote on decisions which are really, really important because the vast majority, I believe, are not mature enough to understand what they're actually voting for. And when we look, for example, let's say the Fridays for Freedom campaigns that go on where you see, you know, kids taking a day off school and going out and campaigning against climate change. Last week, there was a, a camp a protest in town and I saw a picture of the thousands that turned out. Actually, no, there was about 12 turned out. And the reason they didn't turn out was because they were on holidays anyway, so they didn't get a day off school. So just, do you understand the point I'm trying to make? And most of those of course, kids yeah. who turn up with those Fridays for Freedom campaigns are turning up because there's a day off school for DOS. And that's really the only reason. They're not really that interested because if they were, there wouldn't be a guy standing there last Friday with a placard in his hand saying, close down data centres. The same guy will go home and post a picture of himself on every social network. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the, the lot, they're not thinking logically. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, that's 100% right, which uh, I suppose leads me back to the point again is that there isn't uh, a lot of education surrounding politics in, in schools, which is rather than getting you know education from social media, which is a huge problem. And as you said, young people tend to be quite left because the, the parties that tend to be on the left are quite good at you know targeting young people on social media and quite good at 
um, bringing across their views and, and they tend to be quite populist. But if, if we were to, you know, educate this in school and make compulsory, whereby both sides of the political spectrum are taught, middle, left, right, and political history is taught where, you know, you've seen the trends that go back years and years and what it might mean for the future. And if we talk about referendums in school when they're happening and if we talk about um, how to, you know, express your opinion um, appropriately, then I think we could see a point in time where 16-year-olds um, w- probably will be allowed to vote. Now, if, if you had asked me, if you asked me, like, should we bring this in tomorrow? Definitely not. I think we need to do a lot more to... Um, why, well, well, then why not bring it in, say, for presidential elections? Right, that's a start, okay? Yeah. Uh, because that doesn't really make a huge impact because the president has no power whatsoever. Um, so it's only a figurehead. So if you brought it in for presidential elections and we see what way these 16 to 18-year-old vote swings, if it swings completely different to the norm or to the, the way the polls suggest or whatever, well, then we can see there's an indifference and that maybe it's possibly not really a great idea. But my concern is when it comes to things like referendums, which are life-changing for many people and changes the country as a whole. General election only changes the country for five years, although that can make a big big difference too. But a referendum certainly can change the country forever. Yeah, and I, look, I agree with you. I think it would be a good idea to bring it in for presidential election. We saw Wales brought uh, the aging the age down to sixteen for local elections. Yeah, um, and I think yeah, Scotland brought it in the, as well for a period of time there, just for the uh, for the independence referendum. That's right, and uh, I, look, I think. I think that would be a positive step because at least it will empower uh, young people to go and, and research into politics then if they have to vote. And then we see how that uh, pans out. Like uh, As we've said already, there are plenty of 16-year-olds who don't even know who the current Taoiseach is. You know, so it, it is it is, um, mm-hmm. it is quite scary thinking that they could be. But then again... They are very impressionable, Alex, aren't they? They're easily led. They are, yeah. And I, look, I was speaking to my, my peers in school there today about the topic um, because I knew I'd be speaking about it. And one thing that a lot of them said that was quite common is that the people who aren't interested in politics probably won't even turn up to the um, polling station at 16. You know, it'll come around like most things, like a lot of deadlines in school, it'll come around and if you're not paying attention or you're not interested in it, you'll forget to go and vote or you just won't bother to go and vote. Yeah, or, or worse still, they could vote and use it as a novelty factor. You know, <laughs> yeah. there could be a novelty factor in it. But listen, Alex, uh, thank you very much indeed and I'm sure I'll talk to you again. Alex Rowley, I appreciate you coming on the air today to talk to us. All right? Thanks, man. There you go. Alex Rowley believes that, yes, well, maybe give them an opportunity. Uh, let's bring it in slowly, uh, maybe for presidential elections, just to see how it goes and how it works out. Uh, but he is definitely in favour of it because he believes they need an input. Uh, let me go to Stephen. Stephen, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Stephen? Hey, how's it going? Good. Now, Stephen, do you believe that young people, 16 years of age, children, essentially, under the age of 18, do you believe they should have the right to vote? No, not at all. Why not? Uh, because, for one, they haven't lived a life. For one, half they haven't got out and earned any money. They haven't had a job. Some of them may have some more jobs. Uh, well, at 18, you don't really haven't lived a life either. Or you haven't you lived, you got a job usually at 18, most people nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I do understand that, but at 16, as you said, they're very impressionable and they're very easily swayed and they're very easily led. And I just feel that they shouldn't be allowed to vote at 16. There's enough people that don't turn up to vote in this country in any way. That's a whole other issue that we should be dealing with as well, by the way, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Like, why not deal with the people that can vote that don't turn up Mm -hmm. rather than add more to it? 
Yeah. I mean, okay, I, and, I, and I agree with you, by the way, that there should be fines in place. I mean, I know many countries do have, have, do have fines or actually what they should do, and I always thought was a good idea, if you don't vote in the general election, you shouldn't be allowed to vote in the next one. Exactly. You should be banned from, an, from another election then from voting if you don't actually use your democratic vote, unless you have a very good reason for it, by the way. You might be in a hospital or something like that. You know, there's no reason not to vote. People have fought for the right to vote, for God's sake. Okay, but getting back to 16-year-olds, you just think they're too young, too impressionable, they haven't lived life enough yet to understand that the maturity of life to understand the decisions they're making? Well, like for previous very serious uh, agendas that came up and that the country did vote on, imagine 16-year-olds voting on them past, uh, like the divorce referendum, like people that have been divorced and separated having to wait five years to be to be remarried again and having to that. But imagine 16-year-olds voting on that, not really knowing anything about the subject. Yeah. Not really having lived that life and then voting on such a a very important subject like that mm-hmm. and then bringing it back like it's just no. Yeah. It's no, it's a big no no for me. Do you okay. know what I mean? Like the last couple of elections in this country, referendums have been very important and we don't need we need people to vote on them that are that say that have lived a life before you can vote on such important and make this and they make such important decisions like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. Stay, stay there for a second. Let me go to Michael as well. Michael, you're in Ireland's classic. How are you Michael? Hi, Niall. How are you doing? That's bad. Good. Yeah, I think that um, 16 years and older to be able to vote, as long as they're well informed on the issue or a referendum, like, or whatever vote it is. Okay, and how do you decide if they're informed? Well, the information, like, you know, through, uh, like, the newspapers or television. Uh, yeah, but, radio. but uh, that's, and, and I, I get what you mean. I yeah, do understand yeah. what you mean. But, but, but yeah. who, like, is there somebody doing a little test for them, you know, to let them vote? Or how do you, I mean, you're saying they should be allowed to vote as long as they're informed. Yeah. Which, but how do we know which ones are informed and which ones are not? That's true, too, yeah. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I don't know now. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right there, Niall, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to kill your argument oh, so no, quickly, I Michael. Kill, I do no, apologise. <laughs> maybe you didn't think it fully through. <laughs> so, okay, so maybe, well, maybe uh, Michael, just to, to be fair to you, maybe you're, what you're suggesting is, is that there should be educated a bit more in school about, yeah, in about politics, etc., like, yeah. etc. Et yeah, 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 politics. I think politics should be a subject in school as well, like, you know? Well, I think, well, I think it is. There is actually, oh, yeah. I mean, when, yeah. I don't know. Did you do civics in school? I did civics in school. I remember civics, but I didn't do it, no. Yeah, I don't think it's called civics anymore. I can't remember what it's called nowadays. I I don't know. I don't know. No. Yeah. Did you? By the way, Stephen, did you do politics in school? Can you remember? Or not? Yeah, Stephen, are you still there? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Did you do politics in school? I I have a very keen interest in politics, but what I think you should do, I think you should let the Kardashians or someone on social media give talks about. Uh, I mean about that kind of thing because you're more than inclined to listen to them rather than to school. Oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I get yeah, what yeah, you yeah. mean. Yeah. So the influencers to get the kind of influencers to yeah, talk about it. Yeah, I mean, like, like the influencers do all the all the work and influence them because like they're listening to them before they listen to school and listen to papers. I don't know a sixteen-year-old that would open up a newspaper and read it. In all fairness, yeah. Well, I, well, most well, there's no such thing as buying newspapers for a lot of sixteen-year-olds exactly. nowadays. So, to listen to the Kardashians or one of them influencers to say this is what you should do when you're home. Well, I think, I think, I, I think what your average 16-year-old nowadays gets their news is from Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Facebook. Or TikTok. Tic- or TikTok. Yeah. That's, that's where they get it. But say, say there, let me just go to Tony as well. Tony, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Tony? Niall, how are you doing? Tony here, ex-boss Tony. Lovely to speak to you. Nice to, nice to speak to you too, Tony. Now, Tony, 16-year-olds voting. <laughs> 
Right, it's just come up on a few social media sites for me this morning, and my reply was the same. If anything, I'd increase it to 21. I wouldn't be disagreeing with you, to be honest with you. Because, don't get me wrong, this has come up with you and myself before, and I've had impressionable, let's say, kids in my company with my own sons and their friends, and they all said, oh no, we should be allowed to be voted. But then on a more serious topic, they actually agreed. Tony, I changed my mind four times in the one hour. If they gave us free pizza, I'd vote for the next party. <laughs> I, was, I was saying to them, <clears throat> look, let them enjoy their childhood. They're still kids at that age, right? Now, I would argue the point as well, there's many adults I wish didn't vote or should be fined for not using the constitutional right to vote. Yeah. But 16 is extremely impressionable. It was like friends of my friends and their kids went to Green Party. They all said, oh, we're voting for the Greens. And I said, Why? Well, Tony, we're saving the planet, and we're going to save trees, and we're going to wrap our arms around the planet. I said, no, the Green Party is taxes on taxes, and we're going to live out of a salad box on the windowsill. Do you realise the logic? And they just, they're so impressionable, it's actually scary. It's like now that all the snowflakes are nearly having a, a, a river of tears because Twitter is being taken over by somebody that's going to actually give them free speech, not speech that they want to hear and only their free speech. So, well, I, I think by the way, it's going to be very interesting times for those who don't know, of course. Yeah, yeah. Twitter has just but been no, bought out, yes. 16 too young, Niall. Far too young. And, and by the way, in relation to free speech, I completely agree with free speech, but I do believe you have to be responsible for what you say. I don't agree in hate speech either. Uh, oh, so, no, you do, yeah, course. absolutely. People totally need to be responsible for what they say. But, 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 yeah, but, but I do believe that most young people get all their politics and all their information um, from social media nowadays. I don't believe they get it from newspapers anymore or TV or 6-1 News. I, I, I think they're getting it from social media and what their friends think. So you think they're too impressionable and you would even go as far as to say that under the age of 21, you don't believe that they're... Uh, mature enough to understand what they're actually voting I would, for. I would say, in general, I would maybe, and this is probably saying joking aside, but I would increase. I would be looking more to increase it instead of reducing the age to sixteen. Sixteen, they're far too impressionable. Mm-hmm. It's a, a very youthful thing. I've done it myself. I've had my. I've raised my own two sons. Now I've seen some of their friends still coming in, and my God, they can barely tie their shoelaces, and they're in their mid twenties. Yeah, but. There's plenty of adults you could argue the point as well. But no, 16, far too young. And I think it's a certain demographic and certain parties who are losing votes that are pushing for this. Because any of the ones I've been speaking to, they said yes in one instance. Oh, we'd love to vote. But then they admitted straight away, no, I have no interest. Cause well, I, 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 do believe, I do believe you are right in relation to certain political parties. I mean, it would look, it would suit the Green parties and Fine Gael more so to have younger people voting because I think they would get the lion's share of the votes from young people. Yes, the hemorrhage votes everywhere else. It's like, sadly, as I keep saying, we've no real opposition party. So God forbid the day Sinn Féin is going to go in because as far as I'm concerned, that the absentee opposition party so, well, I, I was only discussing politics yesterday with Ashton, and I don't believe we have any opposition parties anymore. No, I think we those don't. Days, I, think they, I think those days are over. Uh, well, but stay there for a second. Let me go to James. James, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, James? Uh, James, um, uh, 16 year olds voting. Good idea, bad idea? A bad idea, I reckon. Oh, Jesus, is nobody going to come on today and say it's a good idea at all? With the exception <laughs> of Alex, who's, who's 18 years of age. <laughs> do, do, we, do, we not, do we not trust our teenagers? Is that so wrong, James? No, not at all. I would, I would, I would. Look, no, you can't trust them to get out of the bed in the morning. So never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I have to clean the room. <laughs> well, but they're not. Yeah, but they're, yeah, but they're not all like that. Anyway. <laughs> but they're not all like that, James. 
know, look, the way I look at it, at the moment we've got too much of a serious problem with the likes of antisocial behaviour. I mean, realistically, you want one of these type of people voting uh, for something that's cool rather than important. I get what you mean. So they're kind of voting to run with the herd. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, at the end of the day, that's what would suit them, what would change the law, what would, you know, bring a, a, a trendy party in. I mean, let's... Uh, a slight these politicians now they, they, there's obviously a gap in the market there where they can throw something out on TikTok we'll give you free, yeah we'll give you free internet whatever I mean I'm sure there's, there's some sort of angle that a politician can manipulate it wouldn't take much to manipulate somebody of that age with, with, with that lack of maturity and, 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 mind you they, they've, they've mani- I mean politicians generally manipulate the general public anyway by, by yeah. reduce always you'll notice before elections you see a reduction in taxes or a little bit of a giveaway in social welfare or something like that yeah, they, they all do that anyway oh they do that anyway but then you're, as you said there's another 180,000 more to influence yeah in your, in your favour Mm. Mm. You know, I mean, elections, the last few elections have been so so tight and so close to call. I mean, if you can manipulate 180,000 people, but then you can landslide an election. Um, so, uh, Yeah, but, but the, the argument is too, and I, and I want to be fair to 16-year-olds, is that, you know, according to many of these groups, um, you know, they believe that, you know, young people, the Children's Rights Alliance, for example, young people should have more rights. Uh, that young people have a handle on things, particularly, you know, issues that would be newer, that would affect them more so than affecting us. Um, and that young people, you know, make better decisions around those kind of issues. Um, I, I, sorry, from, from most of the experience I've, I've had with, with, with groups of people of that age, I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, no, don't get me but there is a minority of, of that age bracket which are intelligent, which are, you know, morally, you know, advanced. Um, and they would make their vote would be welcome, obviously, because it's being made on intelligence and by information, and against just uh, you know what's connected with the internet, what's connected with what's trendy, what that type of thing, what what's good for them, as against good for the, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, politics and decisions affects everybody in the country. So you want people making decisions that's going to be fair, that's going to help everybody, rather than just one individual person. I mean, somebody just texted and says, no, I don't believe it's fair to have a load of uh, older guys on giving out about young people. Why don't you bring 16-year-olds on and ask them if they should have the right to vote? Well, I, well I'm assuming if I do bring a 16-year-old on, they'll just say, yes, we should have a right to vote. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any 16-year-old is going to come on the radio. Uh, well, it's not where are they? I mean, they shouldn't. They really want to vote. Why aren't they here discussing it with us? Well, if there's any 16-year-olds listening, you're welcome to come on the air and say that you should have a right to vote and tell us why you believe you should have a right to vote. Uh, but I, I, I'm, a, I'm at a loss in relation to this because I'm looking here, and I did ask, you know, we would do a little poll here, and I'm looking at 87% of people so far that have texted and WhatsApped in have said, no, they shouldn't have the right to vote. So I don't know, I don't know where we're going. Well, look, we will, hopefully, we, we're going to be speaking to somebody in relation to it in a few minutes, and I do want to speak to... Julia Hearn, who's from the Children's Rights Alliance, who's calling on this and basically saying that, you know, children should have more rights and they should be informed about their rights. Do you, do you believe children are informed enough about their rights, by the way, James? They're a lot more informed than we ever were. Mm. Yes. <coughs> yeah, I'm glad. Uh, sorry, Tony, do you believe that children are informed about their rights? Oh, dude, they're far more informed now than they ever, ever were. I mean... Of course you want, and I'm saying, of course they have rights. God, I'd be the first to stand up as a parent myself. But I'm saying, what's being pushed now is to suit a certain agenda. It's like, I'm sure you're aware of that, the National Women's Council that's out there. The amount of females and girls and friends of mine, all females, who say that organisation 
It's basically okay. You're, you're doing. You're, we're not talking about the National Women's Council, Tony. Different organisations. If you're bringing them in, they should be for the right reason. I'm not saying. I know. I was, okay. Yeah. No. No. I. I, yeah, I agree. Say, and all organisations should be fair and should be impartial, <laughs> particularly if they're, by the way, getting government money. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, but but in relation to children's rights, do you believe that children? Does an, an average six is a sixteen-year-old informed? Are they? But they're a lot more informed than we were, probably. They actually are, yes. And there's some extremely intelligent. Don't get me wrong. Again, out there, you say to, to probably would be better at a concept of what's going on than some adults out there as well. So yes, there's the case for that. But in general, I'm saying no, the last. Leave them enjoy their childhood. They're far too impressionable, and it's being ushered in now to suit certain agendas. It's not being said, oh, it's 100% for it. It's purely for them. We're thinking of them. It's not the case, sadly. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you, lads. All right. After the break, by the way, I hopefully I'll speak to Julia Hearn, who's from the Children's Rights Alliance, and find out exactly why she believes that children at 16 should be allowed to vote. All right. Keep texting. Keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-008. I'm talking about children's rights. Well, many, um, the main one I'm talking about is actually the right to vote at the age of 16. And this is a new report that is out. And it's a public uh, debate, and it's arisen around the surrounding the legal age of the right to vote vote. And it's a publication report from the Children's Rights Alliance. And from the Children's Rights Alliance, uh, Julia Hearn, who's Head of Legal Policy and Services, joins me. Good afternoon to you, Julia. Hello, Niall. Uh, now, Julia, I mean, I'm looking here, and we've spoken to a couple of people before you come on, uh, just callers, we, we asked the question, should 16-year-olds have the right to vote? And with the exception of an 18-year-old who came on at the very start, Alex, a, a lovely young man, um, he, he believed they should have the right to vote. But um, the majority of people say, no, 16 is just too young. As much as we want children to have a right to have an input in society, that, you know, allowing them to vote is just too young at 16. What do you, what do you say yes. to that? I mean, that's an interesting perspective. I think uh, the way in which we're coming at this is coming from a piece of research we're launching today, which looks at what children know about their rights and the gaps there are in terms of their implementation. And the young people very clearly recommended lowering the voting age to 16. And the reason behind that is that they felt that their views were not being listened to. So some of the youth researchers would have documented uh, the experience that they had whereby they might have contacted a politician or a TD on a really important issue. And, you know, some of the issues raised were things like accessing services for children and young people and mental health and disability services. And they felt that they were not listened to. And I suppose one of the key reasons why the right to vote is really important is that children and young people are viewed as having expertise in their own lives, knowledge of what should happen, and being able to put forward some of those critical recommendations that could really make Ireland a better place for them. Yeah, and, I, and by the way, the, you know, the right to be listened to is certainly a right that we should look into. I mean, I mean children should be listened to. I mean, gone are the days of children should be seen and not heard. Uh, but in saying that, that still doesn't tie into why they should have a right to vote because we all know that, you know, voting, particularly, say, in a referendum, which is, you know, it changes society for the rest of time, not just for a short period of time like an election, which is five years. I mean, that's a critical decision to be made by people that we consider to be mature and that's why we have the voting age at 18. Some per- One person actually did suggest in the last 10 minutes we should change it to 21. Um, and by the way, there are 40-year-olds I wouldn't allow to vote in this country. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that 16 is just a bit too young. I do believe they're quite impressed about 16 I people you know you know when you were 16 Julie I'm sure you remember and I remember when I was 16 we changed our minds like the weather about how we felt about things it's only as you get older and you start to mature of mind that you start to be very conscious of what you really believe is the truth well I think I I suppose what that what that perspective really isn't engaging with is the fact that children and young people are leading the debate on critical issues such as the environment and other issues and we're making decisions as a society that are going to actually affect them 
as time goes on and they're going to pe- be the people left to deal with and it. And that's our responsibility, and isn't it? Say. But that, and but they that, don't have a say but, but hang on. in terms of what occurs. It has always been our responsibility, and worldwide in most countries, by the way, it's your responsibility over the age of 18 to make a decision that affects young people's lives for the rest of their lives. And it affects your life too, of course, for as long as you live. But but that that's our duty and our responsibility as voting adults to make decisions for them because we consider uh, you know, a 16-year-old to be, in the eyes of the law, a child. Uh, and when it comes to, say, uh, say, the environment or climate, I mean, going back there, we had the Fridays for Freedom and many children taking a day off school. Last week, there was a protest in town for young people to go and protest against the climate. I think there was about 13 people turned up. And the reason was because they weren't getting a day off school. So well, I, and I'm, I'm not being facetious or patronising to them. I just believe that sometimes the priorities aren't where they should be. Not all of them. Some of them are extremely intelligent young people. But a lot of them are not. They, that's not their priority in life. Yeah, and I mean, the argument, as you rightly said yourself earlier, it can be made as well for adults. You know, there are a lot of people who don't have an understanding about the issues. I agree. And I think one of the issues that this piece of research looks at as well is that children and young people, they do want more information on their rights. They feel that they have that basic level of Absolutely. information. And they want more education in school to enable them to know what to do when Couldn't things go wrong. Couldn't agree with you more. Them. Couldn't agree with and you I more. And I think that that is critical as part of this discussion to look at that and about how we can support and encourage children and young people, be it to vote at 16 or even 18 or even 21, how we can better educate them now so that they're able to vote on the critical issues of importance. But I suppose what the young people in this report really highlighted was that the perceived lack of knowledge is not the core problem facing children and young people. And the children and young people know what they're facing and what's going on in their lives. And really for them, the issues that were coming up were the lack of enforcement of their rights and other people's attitude towards children and young people. And they feel that they need a voice in the political system. I don't believe, I, I would never be one. Have. And I don't believe we should ever dismiss the opinions of, you know, a 16-year-old. Uh, because I believe their opinions are extremely important. Well, some of their opinions, some of, them are, some of their opinions are probably not quite as important. Like all people. Who, depending <laughs> on who you happen to talk to. Absolutely. But unfortunately, once you're over 18, there are individuals out there, trust me, Julie, and I know individuals who are 35 or 40, they shouldn't be allowed to have it near a voting polling station. But in saying that, that's the, unfortunately the way it is. You're over the age of 18, you have a right to vote. Uh, but under the age of 16, I completely agree with everything you've said. We should educate them more so when they do get to 18, that they're voting for the right reasons and around the right issues. And absolutely, they take a huge interest and know what they're voting for. But I think we have to have a bet, like the legal age for drinking, like the legal age for driving, like the legal age for everything. There has to be some sort of, you know, a line in the sand where you say, well, beyond this point, we just think it's a little bit too young. You know, you don't have long to go. When you get to that point, now you're well informed at 18. Out you go there, you know, and here's your polling card. It's 190,000 votes you're talking about in a small country. So that's quite a lot. And young people tend to lean to the left. And I spoke to Alex about this earlier on. Between the age of 16 and 30 years of age, people tend to lean to the left. Over the age of 30, people mature, they have children, they get married. Their, their views in life tend to shift slightly. That's why we have history repeating itself constantly all the time. So what you're doing is you're, I suppose, it's, you're not really getting a very impartial vote if you're taking too many people from one side. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think, you know, what's really important and I think what's really great is the debate that's happening around this, that we're actually engaging with this because, you know, at one point in time in our history, only certain people could vote. You know, women couldn't vote. People owned property were the only people able to vote. And it was only through discussion ah, and through sure. examining who, it. Who let you vote? We shouldn't have let you vote. But I think it's great to be able to have these to have these discussions, to have these debates and to really look at it properly because it's been mentioned a couple of times over the past number of years, but it hasn't really been examined fully. And there is a mm-hmm. commitment in the programme for government not to lower the voting age, but to look at 
lowering the voting age. And well, is that not the I same thing? That's really important. Is that well, the no, same to, thing? To examine it and to really go through go through the pros well, and cons. Are you, are you in favour of it? Are you in favour of lowering the voting? I personally would be in favour of lowering the voting age. Yeah. So, you, so you're not saying I'm, examine it. You're saying you're saying you'd like to well, see the voting age lowered to sixteen. But I do think I do think what is important is that there are a lot of different opinions on this, no, and I, I think all of them are equally valid. And I think having the discussions are fantastic, mm-hmm. and I think being able to have those discussions and examine the issues either always and as you said yourself you know looking at ways in which if you're not going to lower the voting age children and young people can have their voices heard in a meaningful way and that they can be educated about the issues and looking at all those other issues that come around us I think is incredibly important Okay let's, let's, let's look at some of the other issues because I'm running out of time but I want to look at some of the other issues that were obviously raised now you talk about on the right to equality the report recommends the provision of public engagements that are respectful and inclusive of the rights of different groups of children including LGBT children migrant children children uh, in conflict with law traveller children and of course children of different religions are they not covered under the Equality Act anyway and pardon my ignorance if I didn't know that but are children not covered by law under the Equality Act if they're being treated differently or discriminated against for any of those reasons they are indeed but I think what they were talking about was not so much the remedies available to children which is what the Equality Act is they were talking about the creation of safe spaces that they could go to to be able to engage in different issues. So, for example, one of the recommendations was about ensuring that there's accessible infrastructure for children with disabilities. So it's about looking at where they can have those places to engage and to be able to take part in things fully. But I suppose the other issue that they raised was the fact that they're not often given the information about what they can do when something goes wrong as children. And it's left, you know, in the hands of adults to know about it. That's what they would like more education on. Okay, I I want to come to that. The youth panel suggested that teachers and other educators should be trained to support children and young people to promote and protect their rights. And and the only problem I think you're going to find with that is, I mean, uh, at the moment, uh, on a regular basis, we see teachers unions Mm. arguing that teachers have enough to be thinking about and enough to be worrying about education, you know, for the the academic education of children. And that maybe this isn't their responsibility, that it's somebody, maybe counsellor's responsibility, you know, to have independent counsellors within the school setting, for example, or or parents' Mm. responsibility to do that. Yeah, well, it's actually already part of the curriculum, and I think what the young people were referring to there is the, the the detail of the curriculum. That actually the curriculum is teaching stuff they already know. That they want the curriculum to go into more depth. So I think it's not about placing an additional responsibility upon teachers, but looking at those those uh, subjects that are there, like CSP, and how they can actually be shifted to better suit the needs of children now in terms of their information gaps. The children actually know a lot more than what they're perceived to know, and how we can actually ensure that those subjects can teach children fully. And I think really interestingly related to that is that they felt that that adults themselves actually needed to have more knowledge, adults particularly working with children and young people, to be able to answer those questions that children have. So those would be, for example, the teachers who are teaching those subjects, or adults who might work with them the different support services that they needed more information on their rights so they can help them better realise them. Okay, and the, and the final one, probably the more controversial one, I would imagine, is that the youth-led research report also called for special protections for vulnerable groups of children, including gender-neutral toilets and changing rooms in schools. Now, I, I know there are people who object to this on the grounds that they're not, we're not ready for that yet. And I know there has been court cases in the UK in relation to particularly in changing rooms where a transgender uh, um, boy or well sort of say girl who is now a girl uh, wanted the use of the girls changing rooms they lost their case in court and he wasn't allowed to use the changing rooms but a lot of people would object to the idea of gender neutral changing rooms and believe that both boys and girls deserve the dignity to have uh, you know uh, sex or sex based changing rooms uh, do, do you think that should be the case or would be the case that we should have all three then maybe 
Yeah, and I mean, what the young people were highlighting, I suppose, wasn't the need to remove uh, sex, you know, individual sex change rooms, but to make a safe space for those children who do need to access more gender-neutral uh, facilities, such as gender-neutral changing rooms. So it wasn't about removing something from anyone else, but about making those young mm-hmm. people who face particular discrimination have a safe space, for example, to be able to get changed in before, you know, going I don't, to I don't think anybody would like object. That. I don't think anybody would, would object to that, provided the infrastructure in the school allows yeah. for it. I don't think anyone would object to that. But I think what people would be fearful of is that we get rid of, you know, the, the same, or the, should I say, the single-sex mm-hmm. toilets, be the men's and the women's, or whatever it happens to be, in favour of gender-neutral changing rooms. I don't think anybody would be, in, I don't think many people are in favour of that at the moment, apart from certain people. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's about creating that safe space for those young people who don't feel comfortable accessing either the male or the female changing room. So again, it's not about removing anything from anyone, okay. but it's about making sure that everyone has a safe space. All right, I, th- I think we're in agreement with almost everything, Dara Julie, apart from I think many people will disagree with you on the voting age. I'm looking at our poll that we've been running since uh, one o'clock and 87% of people are against the idea. Mind you, the demographic of the radio station is slightly older. So in saying <laughs> that, it's probably not very scientific. I'm sure if you asked a group of 12 to 18 year olds, they would give you a very different answer. Uh, but it is an interesting thing and something I'm I'm sure in the future will be certainly looked at more seriously as well. Julie, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Julie Hearn, who's head of Legal Policy and Services at the Children's Rights Alliance. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hit.